So last week I thought it was a good idea that we did one after work instead of earlier on in the day. Energy levels sort of got them down through the day, don't they? But we did get to have a beer. So I've got beers again. I do have to warn you though, we raided the fridge for the beers and I found some from a speaker event that we did uh, a little while ago maybe that were at the back of the cupboard. And these ones have got Euro 2020 written on them. So if this is the final podcast... So I might be poisoning you. So on mine, I've got Euro 2020, uh, North Macedonia. Did very well, famously, in Euro 2020. Who have you got? I've got Ukraine. Oh, it could be a collector's item. There we go. Yeah, I don't know. Not sure how they did in Euro 2020. It was 2021, wasn't it? It was. COVID. Yeah. So this, you'll be pleased to know, does finish up our stock of Euro 2020 competition see who gets it uh, well we could uh, ask listeners to um, answer a competition <laughs> question yeah. and they get sent we'll have to see what countries are yes good. what a price <laughs> and how to date bottle of wine again good well that should uh, bode well for a very entertaining podcast this evening should we get going absolutely Okay, good evening everybody. You're listening to the SME Growth Podcast and I'm Dave Parry from Well Meadow and I'm joined as ever by the illustrious Richard Buckle. Good evening. Good evening to you. This week we're going to do another one on that theme of marketing for different types of things. And a few weeks ago we did marketing of a place instead of a product or a service. So we thought that this week we'd do another angle again, and this time it's a twist on marketing a company, but to a different audience, and instead of its customers and potential customers, it's to its more internal audience, so mainly its employees and other stakeholders. So we've called this one internal marketing. Internal marketing. And it's something I think we're seeing a bit more interest in, I think, aren't we? As, as I think we have to do, and you can see why, really. Yeah. I mean, and, and I suppose let's back up a little bit. Why do you bother with internal marketing? And sometimes it's just thought to be a good thing to do and, you know, one of those things. But I think more and more it's got a real business case for doing this now. Mm. We know that there's 1.3 million vacancies, vacancies in yeah. the UK, 3.5 million people missing from the workforce as a combination of all sorts of things. And we know there's increased churn as people are moving around with cost of living and some companies are doing higher rises than others. So it's harder and harder to both attract and retain the yeah. right quality of staff. And I'm not saying, no one's saying this is going to fix everything, but if you haven't got your internal comms right, as they would have called it, and you mm. don't put as much effort in making your employees as proud of the company as the customers sometimes are, yeah. then you're going to be missing a trick. And that's something we've seen before, isn't it, is that sometimes the customers actually know more about what's going on more than sometimes than the, than i think employees yeah i think we spend a lot of effort we collectively we do and mm. our clients do spend a lot of time talking to their market yeah. uh, about how well they're doing and what their key products are and strengths and it's surprising maybe not shouldn't be surprising but you go and speak to some of the people who are adding that value and they don't see the big picture they don't know which particular end product their component goes into or what their service is ultimately delivering so and i think i think that's something important isn't it? i think it depends on obviously where you sit in the business but the more towards the leadership end that you're sitting the more you this probably is a bit more of your day-to-day and you're seeing these issues come up and sometimes it can be quite easy to take that for granted 
I think that's one of the big bear traps in all of this, that if you personally are familiar with the state of the company, some recent business wins and some good stuff, some great new product development, you just presume, erroneously probably, that everybody else knows it as well. Knows and it, yet yeah. you're in a privileged position. You, you're getting yeah. to know that, whereas others others don't know. So it can be good to both put yourself in the, the shoes of the people who perhaps haven't got that access to that information and just think, well, what would I want to know well, how easy is that? You just go to the coalface, go to one of the big yeah. offices in your department or down on the shop floor if it's a manufacturing, and just ask people, do you know much about such and such? And if you get a bit of a blank stare or a quizzical look, then there's a great piece of content to, to talk yeah. a bit more about. And it's a slightly different angle as well, isn't it, compared to external focus marketing? Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, but it's not completely different, is no, it? It's a there's a lot of overlap. There's a bit of a Venn diagram. Yeah, a Venn diagram, yeah, like that. Of, of customers, internal people, and... And the other bit. In the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you get the idea. It's like a Venn diagram, but yeah. sort of. There's an overlap in the there's, middle There's somewhere. some overlap, yeah. That would have been yeah. easier. Well, and it's right because, you know, if you win, if the business wins an award, it's usually shouting about that in its external yeah. marketing. Why not internally as well? Yeah. If it's won a big new customer, developed a new product, going to a, an exhibition show type thing, whatever. That, that yeah. type of stuff tends to be sent out externally and would be appropriate internally. But there's got to be stuff that is more appropriate or only appropriate internally mm. that you wouldn't prefer to send out, maybe even beyond that, wouldn't want to get out. That's a bit of a challenge yeah. then, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just trying to think what what, what sort of things would you... Would you well, you certainly that? want to steer away from financial information that might be market sensitive. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a problem with a supplier, for example, you probably want to, wouldn't want to put that in writing. Maybe everybody internally knows that you've got a problem with that supplier, but you wouldn't want that to go out and brandish it. Uh, you've got some anti-competitive matters you've got to be careful of. Certainly if one company, one of your customers has developed a new product, you can't mm. shout too much about that in an attributable way, even though internally yeah. it may be easier to understand it because they see the various competitor products. But you've got to be really careful not to write stuff down or, or whatever other format you're using that could then leak out. Mm. So I think there is... And maybe that's one of the barriers why this doesn't get done too much. There's a few others, but one of them is the fear that whatever we say intended for an internal audience doesn't necessarily stay for that internal yeah. audience and can get leaked. Do you think it takes more time to do this internally? Than I think it does, and I think there's a, a compounding problem. So I think you're right, it does just take more time anyway. And that's possibly because we're just more used to the idea of producing messaging for customers and markets, mm. and it's something we're more familiar with. And you've got, I think, I think employees in businesses are a quite demanding audience. You know, to get their attention span, to get them to read a newsletter, read a notice board, watch a video, you've got to be adding real value. You know, the, yeah, you don't just want to give the impression that this is corporate speak and it's just management. But at arm's length, you know, so it's, it's difficult to do for that reason. But I think the compounding problem is where whether or not value is seen in doing it. Mm. So not only is it probably more input time per piece of output than a piece of external yeah. marketing, but because you don't see an order coming in on the back of it or some leads or eyeballs, then that benefit yeah. we talked about of recruitment and retention, it's a bit intangible, isn't it? Intangible long-term strategy as well, isn't it? It's yeah. really you're trying to I suppose there's a big a big piece of it around alignment of maybe goals and values as well. It doesn't you know, does it become a, it's a bit of a fine balance between it becoming a 
you know, a toolbox talk or a, a management yeah, seminar versus... It'd be easy to write it off as propaganda as well, wouldn't it? So yeah. here they go again. It's, it's got to be really useful, interesting stuff. Like we said in the opening, that senior people in the business will have more awareness of what's going on and not everybody else will have. So at the very least, do the common decent thing and tell everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, thinking about, thinking about it from a buyer persona perspective. How mm. many companies have a... It's not quite a buyer persona, but a persona even for it's their It's certainly internal, a persona, isn't it? For their internal... They're consuming the information. You've got to write it with somebody in mind. You can't... You shouldn't be writing in a vacuum. You've got yeah. to write with a... Who it is... Who is it that you're talking to, writing talking for? To. So, yes, there is that... Inter- and there'll be a number of different ones. If you were to do this really well, you'll, mm. you'll have the evangelist advocate types, just like you do with buyers that will promote the company till yeah. the end of the earth. And you'd have the cynics and those that, you know, maybe are sowing the seeds of discontent and looking to leave or rabble-rousing, and the vast majority in between those two somewhere. Those two, but, yeah. um, are carrying on, you know, having faith in the fact that the company's doing the right things but not really having any evidence of that and just yeah. trusting their, their managers and leaders. So, yes, there's, there's, it's quite a complex area, this. Not to mention, around the GDPR, and depending on what you're putting out but we'll come to some various different formats later on but imagine if you just mentioned someone's birthday you know that you've got to be careful these days that's a piece of personal information that could be used for identity theft and that sort of thing so you've got to have permissions even photos 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 videos we've come across this before yeah everybody wants their photo public i mean these days lots of people on linkedin but some people aren't and they if they're on there they maybe don't use their photos so you just got to be really really careful yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. I'm just remembering back when we tried to do the photo thing, and that was a big. Well, we were trying to put photos on the footers of emails, emails weren't we? Yeah. Which we do in our company. It's a great effect, actually. I think yeah. we've had great feedback from that, and it's nice when you then. I mean, these days, perhaps with Teams and Zoom calls, we tend to see each other a bit more. But it's it's nice just even when you open an email to have that human connection. Human connection. There's the person that I I've just received this from. You see their face. Yeah. It's much more friendly isn't it and you, you feel you can relate to them and, and I, you don't maybe want to send off one of those tirade emails because yeah. you see there's a person at the end of it it's not just this faceless thing literally so i think it's what we could say we you can repurpose some of your marketing content external marketing content for internal uses can't you so you can yeah we've done that um in various places for people where we've produced content for them and we've actually thought you know what like we need to we need to put this out to the people who are actually making these parts or yeah. helping produce this service or, do, you know, yeah. it, it's let them see some of this content because it, it helps them to align with where the business is going. Right. And you can get and incredibly proud about, yeah. you know, lots of companies do, and well, most companies do incredible value adding things. But yeah. if you get too disconnected from that, then it's harder to draw that link and feel the same degree of pride. But there's that other effect, and you've experienced this recently. You were telling me about it. When you you go into a workplace with a camera or a microphone, yeah, and uh, it changes the atmosphere immediately. It's a real buzz about the place. Yeah, you, you, well, I suppose it's it's uh, you obviously get those people that love being in front of a camera, and they will you know want to perform a bit. That's fine. And some people run away, and you know, <laughs> again, that's fine. Everyone's different, so it's but it's. I think what we've really found is when we've we've used a piece of content and it's gone to into a business presentation or it's gone into you know gone to a customer or something, and then 
when that feedback comes back to you know people on the shop floor who, who have been in that all of a sudden there's this connection between mm. you know them the customers the work they're doing which is quite it's really great to see yeah. and it's often something that i think is overlooked again if you're in the sales or marketing department you're, you're seeing customers you're hearing that feedback it doesn't often get filtered back down and uh, we've got a client where the the sales marketing director took the presentation down that was going to some really big customers onto the shop floor and showed everyone on there this is what it is and it was amazing like, oh look there we're there we are and there we are we make that bit that's what it goes into yeah and see that so whilst it was mm. aimed at external marketing actually there was a huge benefit yeah. in terms of actually involving and, and just showing people that that actually are doing the work yeah and of course if you're doing this more you'll be grabbing a better library of stock images, let's call it that, of yeah. actual real people doing actual real work. There's a real danger that marketing departments have a couple of stock images that they use for of internal people making mm. a part or working in office or shaking someone's hand or whatever, and they overuse that. And in fact, you may have an awful lot more employees, and the more you're doing activities like this, you'll be picking up images yeah. that you can rotate around. And I remember we put the face of one of the employees on the front of an ebook that we sent out. That was quite well received and we even printed a few actually digital mm. printing these days very easy to just print half a dozen and we had those scattered around and it's amazing the impact it has on that employee yeah. but of course digital printing you can do 10 of those change the image on the front yeah. print another 10 with somebody else's face on the front and everybody gets a turn yeah and even if you, you know depending on what type of content you're producing again we've done things where you, you invite people in to come and be part of the videos or come mm. and be part of the whatever it is that you're, you're making and just Again, it's it's customer facing marketing, but there's there's an intangible, or perhaps actually quite tangible element of involving people who aren't typically involved in the marketing activities, and that in and of yeah. itself, then they people start talking about it. People, and it doesn't half make your job easier as a marketer, or you know, even for um, HR as well, if you can really engage people to be involved in well i know a, a business owner uh, who says when you ask him how big is his marketing department he said everybody is in marketing in my company yeah. i need everybody to know what it is that we do how do we add value who our customers are and when we're out in the field and his business happens to be out and about delivering more so than behind closed doors he said everybody needs to be able to say the same message we're yeah. all in marketing for that reason so you need to make sure that people have got a consistent message if you're going to rely on them doing that yeah so, I mean, other things that we've, we've seen before and done, things like day in the life of videos or staff stories, those types of things. Yeah, the staff stories series that we did recently, that I think that's gone down very well, hasn't it? Gone down well. Very well promoted on LinkedIn and lots of click-throughs to the website. And, of course, you get double whammy out of that. You get the employees seeing both themselves and their close colleagues on it, and that's good yep. to circulate around you get in a larger firm especially people seeing other people in their own company that they've never even met before and maybe yep. that emboldens them to go up to them in the corridor or in the cafe yep. or, and just say hello and you know that's good but then you've got all those potential recruits and people looking for jobs mm -hmm. looking at the, and that was kind of the purpose of doing it wasn't it yep. to help with the recruitment efforts and they see people being very genuine about what they like about the company you can't force someone to look genuine can you really no, no one's that no. good an actor to say yes yeah. i like working here and i've been told to say this if, if you see it in the eyes that they really want to come to work and they're passionate about it you you can tell 
And that comes across. And I think as well, what, what was good about that, it, oftentimes when you're making videos in a, in a corporate or company environment, it's the senior leadership team, the directors, the board, that are the ones doing the talking. Mm. And with this, it was very much like, we, it's not that we don't want to hear from leadership, but yeah. actually we need to give some space to people who... Yeah. Different voices. Do, different voices doing different things in the company and you get a much bigger perspective and people think, okay, we're being listened to. We're, we're, yeah. we're able to tell our, our story. And, you know, and again, not everybody wants to do it, but to have that opportunity means that you know it, it was good for external marketing, but also now we can use it for things like onboarding, Oh, loads of different uses for it, yeah. I just want to pick up the way you said not everybody wants to do it, which is, of course, true. It's not everybody's cup of tea. But when you've done a few, I think you find a few of the people that were in the not-quite-sure camp then are emboldened to give it a go because they've seen that it's a reasonably safe environment to do it. You get a chance to retake things, and it's only going to present you in the best light. That's everybody's purpose, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit of a... It's a journey, isn't it? I think think that, to go back to the example you just mentioned... Who I think I know who you're talking about when you said everyone's in marketing, mm. but if I'm right in who I think that is, that that particular company has done a lot of marketing and they involve a lot of people over a number of years, haven't they? Yes, that's true. Yeah. So it's not kind of one day the MD wakes up and says, "Right, we're all going to get into marketing." No, today. no, that's definitely woven through the fabric of the organisation. It's part of the recruitment process. It's yeah. part of you know, yeah. just the culture of the business. And so I think if that's not your culture at the moment, you can't expect. Yeah, to, don't fake it. You know, that don't fake it. Work, you know, don't yeah. listen to a podcast and then think we've got to do this tomorrow. No. But by all means, think this could be a twelve-month, twenty-four-month. But even if you project. don't believe that all of your employees are going to be in a position to present the company in its best light, because maybe the nature of the work or whatever, that doesn't take away still this need for internal marketing in no. its broader sense because of all the other uses of yeah. it. So we've talked there a little bit about leveraging the proper market, the external yeah. marketing, if you like. But we've also mentioned recruitment and retention. And that's another thing that we've been doing recently, specifically around recruitment, not just the yeah, day in the life of, <laughs> but by the time this podcast goes <laughs> out, you'll be on LinkedIn looking at that's it. And we've day, yeah. we've done a couple of uh, variations of a recruitment video. Yeah. And and we've, you know, we could we could just put an advert out, which we may well, we may well do as well. Yeah, I'm sure. But one of the ways that we wanted to do what we wanted to do is to actually show what it's like to work in the company, try and get across some of our values, try and get across a bit of a feel for the type of thing that we're doing. So what better way to do that than make a video? Well, you're almost meeting some of your potential colleagues before you apply. You you know, we all get that sense, don't we, of do I do I think I'm gonna fit in there? Am I going to enjoy that? Which in and of itself is a great filter. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a two-way process. The the selection process is is two ways, isn't it? We we need to make sure that people who do apply to us actually still feel they want to come here. And this isn't a new idea. We've we've been doing something along these lines for quite a while. Although in the early days, that presentation from the business owner, and we've helped a lot of clients do this, was more in written form. Mm. And we used to come up with a very sort of waltz and all heartfelt introductory email, thanks for applying type thing. Then we moved into a video of those, but they were pretty deadpan, face to camera. Yeah. This is the company, this is the role, you know, thanks for applying type thing. And we've just taken it up another level now where you're getting more employees to to talk about what it's like here. You're showing a bit more of the office environment and you're talking about, about even the, the town that, that yeah. we, our office is in. Well, we're proud of that. And um, we managed to get some incredibly handsome actor to come in and <laughs> do some amazing Oscar winning 
performances. Viewers uh, will judge for themselves <laughs> on this. So you just have to watch and see who that is. Is there a BAFTA equivalent for cheesy recruitment videos? <laughs> I wonder what, the, wonder what the award will be called instead of an Oscar. You can have a buckle. <laughs> yeah. Come the, uh, yeah. Anyway, plastic that's statue. Of, that's about so that. let's just round up. There's a few other things that yeah. internal marketing is useful. We've talked about recruitment. We've talked about making sure everybody's on message with the vision and values and culture. Uh, and generally aware of what's going on product-wise and all that. Yep. But there are some other quite practical uses that don't often get considered uh, in terms of from something from the marketing department. You've mentioned onboarding very briefly, so new starters yep. often get a bit of a show around, but you won't see everything being made every day, and you know that's a good way of bolstering that sort of thing. Health and safety, you do see that fairly often in larger mm. firms. You have to watch the health and safety video. But flipping heck, are they often done as about as dry as you can imagine? You know, yeah. you can probably do those more in a more engaging way and get people to actually remember some of the content if you were to think about doing that. Uh, lots of companies have their company presentation, which they give normally the ubiquitous PowerPoint and fairly boring, but too much text and yeah. you know the awards here and there. You can do a video version of that much more effectively. Maybe a bit of a tour, maybe even some clips from customers. And that sort of thing. Uh, and I think PR as well, if we're talking internal, now don't forget, the good news stuff that happens often doesn't travel as fast as the bad news. So you have mm -hmm. to make a bit more of an effort. So yep. when you know, there's a good business win or you get a great bit of feedback or maybe one of the sales guys has been on a on going to see a customer in, uh, overseas or just someone new, then they look, there's always a couple of sound yep. bites they can come back. So feed all that back in as well. Also great uses for internal marketing. I think it's two things just adding to that. One is to think about, with, with any of those things, think about how your employees are going to consume content maybe in mm. their personal time. So if people are, you know, watching YouTube shorts or mm. TikTok or whatever, just it's worth bearing that in mind. I'm not saying cut your health and safety video down to eight seconds, but think about how they're going to actually engage with it, remember it, those types of things. That's I think that's quite important. Um, and also just around the like the PR point there, it's worthwhile thinking about how you have a system to try and you know either diarize it, systemize these things so that they do actually happen. I think you can. Well, start it goes back to where we started. This is hard to do, yeah. And it's the easiest thing to drop off the radar when everybody gets busy, yeah. And especially of the more senior people. And this doesn't work unless you've got the input from senior people as well, not exclusively, like you say. You yeah. want just a bit of a top and tail or a key message. And then let other people have their voice. But if it's done entirely without the senior people in an organisation, then it can come across as yeah. very fake. Got to have some leadership in it. Yeah. And I'm tempted to draw, and I'm not sure how well this parallel works, but the old-fashioned company newsletter as a start point, because that's probably where some of our more traditional audience members might pigeonhole this idea mm. of internal comms or internal marketing. And I don't know how many companies have managed to stick at doing a newsletter for long enough and still have it read. But it was very hard to do. It's very yeah. hard to fill those column inches with interesting stuff. But the content that used to go in them is still the right type of content. So a bit of business news for sure, maybe a spotlight on an employee, maybe some social stuff, what's going on in the company, social mm -hmm. things, maybe some vacancies, promotions, retirals, someone's getting married, you know, that sort yeah. of thing, maybe a classified ads section. All that, that's good stuff. It gels a body of people that work for a place and mm. make them feel a bit more of a belonging. And, and that's a thing, yeah. which is what newsletters tried to do. 
but they were just generally speaking as dull as ditch water. Very hard to do in the written form. Yeah. And yet now, as we've been talking earlier in another of these podcasts, you can do a, a podcast in the company. Yeah. You could do a video. You know, why not have a podcast in your company? A 15-minute, almost like radio show summary of what's happened this yeah. week or this month or... You know, it doesn't have have to have everybody listen to it all the time, but a much more accessible form of, of getting that information out there. A lot of people are driving to work in the car, and if it's yeah. 15, 20 minutes, they can listen to that. Once a week, once a fortnight, get the headlines. Might just encourage them to go and ask somebody for some more information. Yeah, there's other things. I mean, we were looking uh, recently at, there's a product called Moby Mag. I'm sure there's other ones out there that do mm-hmm. a similar type of thing, but it's a much more... Um, What's like newspaper, not newspaper, like magazine style, um, phone based mm. uh, publication. It's not quite a newsletter, but I mean, you can. Better than a browser and it's better than PDF. It's yeah. a nice, it's mobile, it's designed for mobile. Mobile, you can include video in it. You can, and the nice thing about that again is, that I suppose, a bit unlike the, you know, traditional newsletter that would be, you know, putting your mm. pay slip or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Showing our age there. Back <laughs> <laughs> when they had facelifts. Yeah. Um, you know, you, again, you can just track the data on it. You know, what kind of engagement are we getting? Is it yeah. you know, which bits of content work? Is it well and control some of the distribution yeah. on that? Obviously, people can still take screenshots, but the the use of the whole app can be limited to people with registered accounts and that sort of thing. So it's there's, there's lots of you know different ways of of doing yeah. this, and then I suppose you've got things like uh, signage and posters and. And it's quite like just that, even the photos that go on the wall. How many businesses have you been into where reception has got the same, you know, ISO 9000 poster and quality statement and a photo of some younger employee or same yeah. employees when they were a lot younger and they don't get changed because the people in a business get used to them. They're blind to, to them, don't they? Yeah. Whereas the newcomer sees them for the first time. So, yeah, it's a whole number of aspects around that. Yeah. Interesting subject. It's not without its pitfalls and it's hard to do. But I can't help thinking that in this more competitive environment for employees, recruitment and retention, like we've talked about, and leveraging the marketing across everybody, there's some strong arguments here for taking this area more seriously. Well, I suppose it's just a slightly different return on investment calculation, isn't it? You're not measuring sales, but what the cost of recruitment is. Yeah, reduced churn and, and easier recruitment. I think the problem will be for lots of marketing departments that they're expected to add this on just while you're there. Mm. And not enough credit is given for the fact that this is almost like another marketing well, who's, who's department. Whose responsibility is it? Is it HR or is it marketing? Or is it well, it, the responsibility is probably not where the skills lie. Mm. And that's the problem, isn't it? Because clearly for external marketing, the skills lie in the marketing department and the sales department. And that's where the skills and, and the responsibility and the skills are in the same place. But like you say, maybe managers generally, HR facilitating that, are more responsible for recruitment and retention but they need the services of the communication specialists mm. or they need to recruit their own. That's not common. Yeah, and you, you'd probably need a reasonable size HR team for this to bubble up to the yeah, top and of I the think list. That's it? what we're highlighting here. This should be done even in smaller firms, but won't be because they haven't got the resource. And clearly you can go to your external marketing agency to get help, but the chances are any limited resource will be focused on something that gets yeah. orders in because they can see a clearer payback. But these days, there's a clearer payback from improved recruitment and retention as well, just because of the environment we're in. Yeah. And it's, it's, I suppose it's one of those, like we said before, maybe touched on, it's not necessarily easy. It sounds easy, but it's... It's easy to do it badly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why often they don't last long if they're, they're not done yeah. very well. 
yeah. yeah. Well, it's good insight to it. I, I think I quite enjoy thinking about these other things to to spend time on marketing. Mm. Like we did that one on a place as well as, you know, we talked about services and products. Yeah. So just another angle for people to consider. Maybe that'll yeah. prompt a discussion inside your company if you're listening to this and get the HR people to talk to the marketing people and see if it's a board topic worth discussing. Yeah. Good. Great. Well, thanks again for listening. That was the SME Growth Podcast from Wellmeadow. Please follow and like and subscribe to our podcasts wherever you get them from. Uh, but more importantly, tell your business friends and colleagues that we're here and that we're worth a listen. In the meantime, good luck with your business and hopefully you'll listen to our podcast next week. Bye now.